When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's culture, we talk a lot about heart health, gut health, and mental health. But one issue that often doesn't get as much attention but affects a majority of Americans is our foot health. The American Podiatric Medical Association, or APMA, estimates that three out of four people will develop serious foot pain at some point in their lives. In many cases, this pain will be due to a condition called plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis is a condition of the plantar fascia, which is the tissue that runs along the bottom of the foot and attaches at the heel. So with overuse or injury or foot type causing strain or stretching of the attachment of the plantar fascia, the fascia becomes inflamed and becomes irritated. And the term itis generally refers to inflammation. So the common understanding of plantar fasciitis is inflammation of the point of attachment of the plantar fascia at the heel bone. That's Dr. Marlene Reed, a podiatric surgeon and national spokesperson for the APMA. She says that plantar fasciitis usually causes acute heel pain in the morning or after a long period of rest. And that's because literally when you are sitting or resting or sleeping, the fluid that's associated with inflammation pools in that area. And once you step on it in the morning, or let's say you're sitting for dinner or watching TV, after you've been resting and you step on it, you feel that physical inflammation. Inflammation is a physical thing. It's that fluid and you feel it. So it's painful. And as you walk, it disperses. So the pain generally goes away as you're walking on it. While your gender and age won't affect your risk of developing the condition, Reed says there are many other factors that'll cause a flare-up, no matter if you have a flat foot or high arch. A flat foot or a flexible flat foot can cause pulling and extensive tugging on the attachment of the plantar fascia. However, a high arch foot can cause strain and also can cause friction and pulling of the attachment. So either foot type can cause problems with the plantar fascia. Weight is a big factor, especially weight gain. So it's not uncommon to have pregnant women having problems with their plantar fascia. When it comes to healing plantar fasciitis, Reed takes her patients through different levels of treatment. The first step is to get them into shoes that have a stable heel. And I'm talking about the back of the heel. It's called the heel counter. Wearing a shoe with a stable, firm heel counter morning to night. Literally, when you wake up in the morning, you put the shoe on. When you go to bed, you take it off. And the reason for that is that the heel needs to be stable in order to allow the plantar fascia not to strain or to stretch or to become inflamed. So in order to get stability in the heel, you need to get stability from morning to night. Usually, this is achieved through wearing sneakers. But Reed says there are dress shoe options for people who work in an office. So if someone's working and they can't wear a sneaker, as long as they're wearing a shoe that has a very firm heel counter, we're controlling the heel. 
In addition to the shoe, I have them use a heel cup, which I dispense from my office. And there are different types of heel cups. Most people tend to think they need the cushioning type, but what's important in my view is the stability, not cushioning. So I add a heel cup that gives more stability to the back of the shoe. Wearing a stable shoe with a heel cup will help you keep from further irritating the plantar fascia. But the final piece of the puzzle requires consistent stretches you can do at home. Most of the stretching that I start with is a manual stretch where they literally take their foot in their hands and pull the foot up so the toes are pointed to the knee, stretching at the ankle, and then pulling the toes inward towards the ankle, stretching at the ball of the foot. The plantar fascia go through multiple stages of recovery, but sometimes the process can get stuck before the condition's fully healed. When this happens, the plantar fasciitis evolves from an acute issue to a more chronic disorder. And what can happen then is you can get scar tissue and you can get buildup of cells that don't finish their healing process. And that is what chronic tendon or chronic soft tissue issues come from. That's where they come from because the tissue hasn't fully healed itself and it turns into scar tissue in essence. So that scar tissue can also be painful. So chronic plantar fasciitis, or really the term is plantar fasciosis, is the chronic state where the healing has not fully completed its cycle and the pain is different. Instead of just having pain in the morning, like with acute plantar fasciitis, people who have plantar fasciosis experience a deeper pain all throughout the day. The standard avenue of treatment to fix the chronic condition used to be surgery, though very few people would end up needing such a drastic approach. Doctors make a small incision and partially cut the fascia to loosen the tension. However, Reed says the procedure comes with its own risks that have made other treatment options more appealing. So while it's still being done at times in certain instances, I like to avoid it because, as I said, you can develop problems from that surgery that are a little more common than some other types of surgeries. So I try to avoid surgery. Now what we do is we offer our patients a variety of regenerative types of medicine. Regenerative medicine gives your body the resources it needs to heal itself. While the most well-known approach at the moment is stem cell injections, there are many different methods doctors use. In my practice, what we used to use is shockwave, high-energy shockwave, which worked great. It required anesthesia. Patients really had to be knocked out in order to deliver the full dose of energy. And it worked so well that insurances stopped covering it. It was being used for all categories of heel pain when really it was meant to be for that final 5% that didn't resolve with more conservative treatments. So there are different things that we use. And in my practice, I use amniotic injections and I use radiofrequency. These treatments change the chronically unhealed tissue into tissue that's newly injured in order to re-stimulate the healing process. Thankfully, there are steps you can take to make sure your plantar fasciitis never becomes chronic. If you have an arch that's outside of the normal range, Reed advises to buy support that helps correct the issue. So a normal foot goes through a range of motions to produce gait. Gait is the word that's used for walking. So each of our feet go through their half of the gait cycle. When a foot is normal, it follows the normal pattern. When a foot has excessive motion, 
such as a flexible flat foot, then we need to control that excessive motion so that the forces that are presented abnormally on the foot, whether the heel pain or something like bunions, don't overpower and cause the problems such as heel pain or bunions. Reed suggests patients use custom orthotic insoles to control any excessive motion, which she says is one of the only ways to prevent plantar fasciitis. If you happen to feel heel pain symptoms flaring up, start immediately wearing proper shoes and doing stretches to start the healing process and prevent the condition from worsening. So as soon as you start to feel pain in the morning or pain after rest, you got to go right into wearing a shoe morning to night, making sure that the heel is a stable heel in the back of the heel and stretching. And usually it'll resolve just doing those three things within the first couple days. You can find more information about Dr. Marlene Reed and all of our guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.org. For more behind the scenes, follow Radio Health Journal on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Our writer-producer is Kristen Farah. Our production manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Nancy Benson. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. So what may work for you perfectly for one year, three years, 13 years, you could wake up the next day and it feels like it has no effect on your body at all. How to deal with an invisible illness. Then what to do when nature destroys our habitat. We have animals committing manslaughter, home invasion, breaking and entering, trespassing, jaywalking, vandalism. They're just animals being animals. All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Elizabeth Westfield, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. You can even filter down to the level of the kinds of bags that you'd like, so grocery bags or bread bags. And all of that is representative of the food that happens to be surplus in the marketplace that you live in. Discounted mystery bags of food? Sign me up. Then. It's everything from not being able to read a newspaper article to not being able to understand a job instruction manual or a credit card agreement or a lease agreement. Why we're failing students when it comes to reading in America. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.